the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. You better watch out. You'd better not cry. You'd better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. So be good, for goodness sake. When I was a child, that little Christmas song served as a warning. A good news, bad news warning to us children. Be good, be prepared, because Santa's coming. And you want him to catch you being good, don't you? Because he's making a list, checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. You'd best get ready. Now, one way to hear today's parable from Jesus is just that, as a somber warning. Christians, wake up. Stay on your toes. Be alert. You better watch out. You had better be prepared, because God could come and jump you at any moment. Stay awake, stay alert, get ready. Well, that's hard to do for very long, isn't it? To wait and wait and wait and wait some more, as any number of us can attest these days. We Christians have been waiting and waiting and waiting for Christ's return for a very long time. Two thousand years is a long time to wait. Who can keep alert and on tiptoes for that long? But there is another way to hear this parable. Rather than as a threat, a warning, I hear this as very good news. Embedded in this parable is a gracious promise. The Lord of the banquet will come. He will come to you, and that is good news. In the dead of night, when it is very dark, and you have difficulty seeing your way, be it due to the pandemic, the economy, the election, be it due to illness, family trouble, or the death of one you love, in the darkness of the dead of night, the Lord will arrive. The Lord of the feast will come to you. Though today you may be frustrated with the absence of God in your life, this parable tells us to be patient the Lord promises to come to you. Though you may be tired of waiting for deliverance, deliverance from depression, from poverty, from substance addiction, from mental anguish, take heart. The Lord promises to come to you. Though you may be earnestly praying for the living God to come to you, to be present to you, though you may be uncertain just what God wants you to do in your life right now, take heart. The Lord promises to come to you. By our standards, God may be moving too slowly for our sense of timing. When we are in pain, in difficulty, in darkness, any wait can seem too long. But be well assured, God has promised He is coming to you, and God always keeps His promise. There are lots of folk in the Bible, just like you and me, who have tragic, difficult times in their lives. That may not be the case for you right now, but there are times in everyone's life when it gets very, very dark. Then, in the middle of the long night, then, when it is at its darkest, at a time and a place of God's choosing, 
He comes. God doesn't work on our schedule. Rarely does He grace us with an answer to our prayers instantly. But God will come. He will come when you least expect it, and frequently. Listen, frequently, in a person you don't expect. To those who are waiting in the dark, to those who are sad, lonely, broken, despairing, God will come in a surprising time and way. I've shared this story with you before. It had been pouring down rain for days, and the river was cresting far above flood stage. The town was being flooded, and emergency evacuation procedures were being exercised. The old man in the yellow house had been a faithful follower of God nearly all his life, so he was not afraid. He knew that God would take care of him. As the water came lapping up to his window sills, a man in a rowboat came paddling by. As he rowed by the house, he noticed the old man in the window and asked, Would you like me to row you to dry land? No, the man replied. God will save me. Okay, responded the man in the rowboat, and he went on looking for others he might be able to help. The water continued to rise, and soon it was lapping at the second-story window sills. By this time, dramatic rescue operations were in progress. The water was so deep that a large ship was passing by. Seeing the old man now leaning from the second-story window, they called to him, You are in serious trouble. Let us save you. But the old man's faith in God had not diminished, and he called back, No, God will save me. Well, they replied, We don't have time to convince you. Others need to be saved too. So the ship passed on by. The water continued to rise. Soon, nearly the entire house was underwater, with only the very top of the roof above the water. Perched atop the house, the old man patiently sat when a helicopter came roaring by overhead. Through a bullhorn, the helicopter pilot boomed, The water is still rising, and your house is about to be swept away by the current. We'll throw out a rope and save you. Again, the old man replied, No. God will save me. The pilot said, We can't be responsible for what happens to you if you don't let us save you. But the old man was steadfast and would not allow them to save him. As the water rose even more, the house was torn from its foundation and was swept away, breaking up in the raging torrent. The old man didn't have a chance, and he drowned. Now the old man finds himself standing in front of the pearly gates. He is very dismayed and says to St. Peter, I've been a good Christian all my life. I've always trusted in God, and indeed God has saved me on many, many occasions. What have I done wrong? Why didn't God save me this time? To this St. Peter replied, I don't really understand what the problem is. We sent two boats and a helicopter... God will come to us. He promises. He also promises that it will be in His time and in His way. Not in our time, not in our way. Perhaps suddenly, after a long wait, often surprisingly, in a person or event you might not fully appreciate at the time. That means we must be patient on the one hand and expectant on the other. We await God's coming, 
but ought not be unprepared when he does arrive, for he will come when and where and in what form he chooses. We should not be like the old man in the story of the flood. We should not be blind to what the coming of God into our lives looks like. We may expect that God will come by parting the heavens, blowing the trumpets, and descending in all His glory into our midst. But that just means we are not prepared to see Him. We are not prepared to appreciate His presence in our lives when He comes in other ways and in other forms. If you are sad and someone brings you happiness, could that be God fulfilling His promise to come to you, albeit through the ministry of another person? If you are lonely and someone brings you companionship, could that be God touching you through the ministration of another person? If you are in darkness and someone brings light into your world, will you say to that person, Thanks, but no thanks. God has promised to lighten my darkness and miss the very gift God sends you in that person? Hear this in today's parable then. We all need God to come into our lives more fully. And we are all the foolish maidens in today's parable. Rest assured of that, ill-prepared and in the dark. But the gracious promise we hear from Jesus is this that in our sleepy, unprepared darkness, that despite our sleepy, unprepared darkness, the Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. And that, my friends, is good news. That, my friends, is very good news indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.